From the Dub Lab Studios in Virgil Village, California, this is North Mollywood. I'm Alex Papadimus. In the studio today, on my left, from Yo Is This Racist, newly swole for the revolution, Andrew T. I'm alive, still alive. And of course, to my right, Beyonce's doula, Molly Lambert. It's cool that you could be here today. I know that's a big week for you. Not swole. <laughs> nah. Everyone is swole in their own way, Molly. You've been stressing about- I'm emotionally swole. Yeah. <laughs> Your heart that's is swole. Everyone, everyone gets swole to what they can contribute to the revolution. I was saying Andrew has been secretly jacked for years. Um, it's one of my favorite fun facts about Andrew is that he uh, does secret- MMA. Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. Today on North Mollywood, we're going to talk about Riverdale. I'm very excited. We have all watched the same show. This for, is weird, actually. I don't like all being on the same page. It feels like <laughs> fucked up. I did not think there was any way we were all going to watch it, actually. did When I texted you about it, like, like was that, did I remind you that it was yes. happening? Yes, well, Andrew texted me about it, and I was like, oh, shit, Andrew actually watched it. That yeah. was a couple of days ago, but yeah. like last night, I was like, oh. "I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this to Molly, and like, I'm, I bet this is this might be, this might be me reminding you that it was happening." Yeah, because um, I didn't want to text you, but like, I had a moment where like I was started watching Riverdale, and like, there is a reveal in there. There's a couple actually that are like sort of just Proustian actor reveals for me that I'm like, oh my God, like time is uh, like a flat circle. Time is a revelator. Yeah, time is exactly a revelator. <laughs> um, but we'll get there. So Riverdale is a reboot of the Archie universe. It's a dark and uh, sexy version of Archie canon, which is a weird mm -hmm. thing to say. It's a, but it like- It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. You guys have read the comics leading up to this, I feel like, or at least Molly well, has. Molly First has time way was here, Like we talked yeah. about- I actually read the comics. Yeah, Molly's now, a again. true- I'm a true Archie head. Uh, she's a true river vixen, I guess. <laughs> I was gonna say pussycat. River monster. Yeah, <laughs> I like river monster. Um, yeah, I read the comics. They rebooted them a while ago. What happened was for basically, I read an article about how it happened, and it was like there was a dynasty war between the people who still owned Archie and sort of the cooler person and prevailed. <laughs> yeah, and the market reality. Yeah, and they were kind of like, this is gonna just die if we don't do something else with it. Yeah. Uh, so they let somebody write an issue about a gay character. They introduced a gay character named Kevin Keller. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of the first like, oh, we tried something new with Archie and people liked it. And so then they did something called Life with Archie, which was a dual parallel universe thing where in uh, one universe he marries Betty and in the other universe he ma marries Veronica. Sliding dorks. Sliding dorks. <laughs> uh, but both of them, I believe, end with Archie getting killed in the line of fire, taking a, a bullet meant for Kevin Keller, who becomes the mayor of Riverdale. The first gay mayor, presumably. First gay mayor of yeah. Riverdale. Also the first mayor I've ever heard of in <laughs> Riverdale. Um, and he takes the bullet for Kevin Keller, not as a hate crime, but because Kevin Keller is giving a speech about gun control and how gun control is important. And then somebody tries to shoot him and Archie takes the bullet and dies. That is also a hate crime, but I see your point. <laughs> And then they did something called Afterlife with Archie, which is a zombie Archie. Um, and that was made by Rob, Roberto Aguirre Sasca, who's the guy kind of behind this reboot. Afterlife with Archie is really awesome. 
Um, it's like a horror comic and it's actually a really good horror comic because it kind of takes these wholesome, never changing characters and then, you know, makes their faces fall off and it's genuinely terrifying. Right. Like Jughead is eating people. Yeah. He has the hunger it's, of Jughead. It's scary. But for flesh. Oh. Yeah. And I'm, it's really beautiful, though. Too. It, it looks amazing. It's like, a it's, beautiful yeah. comic. And I'm glad that they didn't do Afterlife with Archie as the TV show because enough already with zombies. But that's, that's a hell of a pitch. <laughs> Archie like, with zombies? It's all, Riverdale's already fucked up. Well, I just like, love that they were obviously like, I mean, I think the guy even said we were just like, let's do Twin Peaks Riverdale. Let's yeah, do yeah. Archie Twin Peaks. And with a male Laura Palmer, which is a great idea, I think. And it's it's Cheryl Blossom's brother. Yes. Is that somebody they made up or is that someone no. who exists in the canon? Well, since you asked. This <laughs> is like, I did. Look, this is like Archie's me asking about like uh, the Marvel Universe. X-Men continuity. Yeah, just like, who made that planet? Who's the god, the god hero of this planet over here? <laughs> Well, obviously, that's my Alex voice. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, cruel. No, that's no, amazing. no. That was that was to show that he's knowledgeable. Cheryl and Jason Blossom are twins who were introduced into the comic in because one thing I love about the Archieverse is it's like Deadwood, where it's like they build a universe one character and building at a time. They're like, oh, there's a new character in town, and now we have like one more new location we can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, it's like an open world video game. Yeah, you're like, I love oh, it. we've opened a car shop. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, and Cheryl Blossom was introduced in the '90s. It was like a big whole thing where they introduced another new character, and the idea was that she was like a third introduction into the Archie Betty Veronica love triangle, who yeah. is hotter and richer than Veronica. So the Blossom uh, siblings come to town and they're like even richer than Veronica. They make Veronica look poor and uh, they're gingers, which is right. Gross. why it's kind of gross that she and Archie get together because she also has like a redheaded brother. It's weird. There's a lot of weird uh, re- actors who I don't think have red hair in this show who have uh, cartoonish red hair. Yeah, it's a little uncanny valley E. Yeah. Jobs. <laughs> Wait, um... In the comic book, is it so heavily implied that the Blossoms are banging each other or what? No. That's definitely just in the TV show. I mean, there's a little bit of like everybody might be banging each other in the Archieverse. Between the margins of panels. Because they never actually show anything. Yeah, we talked about the first time Andrew was here, actually, we talked about Cherry Pop-Tart, which was the sort of, it's the porn version of Archie. And this feels almost like it's edging into, like it it is a version of Archie that includes Cherry Pop-Tart somehow. Like it's going to go there. Well, Cheryl Blossom kind of is Cherry Pop-Tart. Yeah. Are y'all setting me up for my observation? (laughs) Hey, Andrew. Do you have any observations? Well, we no, we haven't. Well, we haven't uh, spoiled the the fucked up inness of the pilot of Riverdale yet. Uh, let's just say, sexual shit happens in the Riverdale pilot that is illegal. Uh, and I I had the realization. Oh, I also I saw a still from the Archie porn parody, uh, a PG promotional still. But I'm not above looking at the porn. I just didn't see this particular one yet. Um, you just collect porn lobby cards, like the yeah, PG exactly. ones that are from the, you know. <laughs> Listen, promo is promo. It's a, it's its own art in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, that shit looks, it's more like uh, the comics canon, like look and feel. And I had a realization that there will be less fucked up sexual things that happen 
in the porn parody than in the real thing of Riverdale. Of Riverdale, the porn version. Well, yeah. that's what I was kind of. I kept talking about like Riverdale and Twin Peaks. How like the fifties, the subversive fifties, feel like the most subversive to me always. Because mm-hmm. you're like nothing's more weird than just repression and stuff trying to get out. And it's kind of like the forever 50s in Archie in the same way that it is in Twin Peaks. But then you have characters coming in. The interesting thing about this to me is that they've decided who is from outside of that uncanny valley. So like Veronica can comment on it and how weird it is. And also Kevin Keller is in this too. And like he he's like another like meta voice because he can obviously he can see camp. Um, and so he's like, he's the one who like looks in the window and like, he's like Archie got hot, which is like supposed to be, it's like, he's the voice, he's us. Like he's yeah. watching this. It's he, his reaction is the, yeah, the audience great. reaction. And I love how there are straight up three exposition machines in this <laughs> character. It's yeah, it's it's Veronica, Kevin, and Jughead. Their not only purpose, but their main narrative purpose in every fucking scene they're in is straight up pure exposition tagged with a joke. Right. Jughead is gossip girl. Yeah, he is. Um that's what this really I felt nostalgic less for for Archie and more for Gossip Girl as I was watching this. Like I was like, oh, this is when before like I like accepted that Gossip Girl is an incredibly frustrating show that I couldn't watch anymore. (laughs) It's tapping into like a weird nostalgia for me of like, oh, remember being a teenager and watching teen shows? It's like I think I'm far enough away from being a teen that I can like romanticize being a teen again. I'm like, oh, that looks fun. And then you remember the emotions of like, a real life emotional teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've also been watching my so-called life and I know that I'm old because I'm interested in the parents now. I'm oh, like, yeah. What is up with Graham and Patty? <laughs> what was up with them? They were like the Clintons. Oh, okay. It's just a neoliberal project. And, they yeah. just bring it up a lot. They're like, he's he's like cheating on her because they've been married since high school and she's uh, and she's like working for her dad's business it's very good and you know but it's like i remember at the time being like yeah yeah get back to like the real plot get back to jordan and angelo like we really care about what's happening in the boiler room yeah the- now i'm totally like wow angela's relationship with her parents is so complex um <laughs> which i also felt what? during riverdale i was like oh i love the grown-ups well, this is why the grown-ups, this was the thing that blew my mind, is that the grown-ups are, two of the grown-ups are Machen Amick from Twin Peaks, Shelly from Twin Peaks, and Miss Twin Peaks runner-up, Shelly, and Luke Perry from 90210, which is like, that is my, those are the, like two shows that were like the load stars of my adolescence right there, and like seeing it. Like he said off mic, like time's a revelator. Like they're seeing Luke Perry, like who didn't look old in John from Cincinnati, kind of looked like a, a couple of years older. He looked old in 90210. He's aged presidentially between John from Cincinnati yeah. and here. <laughs> I they the, the I mean, people joke about um shoot, what's her name? Who played Andrea? But the 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 two of them are actually the poster children for 30 playing 15. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, you mean in Twin Peaks? Like in Twin Peaks and, and 90210, it's like yeah, he's fucking in high school. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it was always Steve Sanders, which ironically, Steve is the one who's aged the least now. You see him, he, he looks, looks the exactly same. exactly the same. Yeah, Steve I... Sanders is a looper. That guy, Ian Ziering, absolute looper. Yeah, I just saw him at Dupar's. He looked fucking great. <laughs> 902 and 0, too, also had that 90s, 50s thing. Every Everybody was in the 90s, 50s. Well, it, it's because the archetype for teen shows is Happy Days, 50s, and then every other teen show has to feels like they have to pay some sort of right. homage to that because TV writers are fucking 
like 28 to 45 years old and they all feel uncomfortable about writing about teenagers. And so they're like, well, we'll just make this a 50s thing. So like even fucking this is like, they're like, it's still kind of like a wholesome thing we can triangulate around. Riverdale, Riverdale's in a weird place because I realized it was the, it was the 2017 90s, 70s, 50s. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that, that's how that works. It jumps back 10 years. You basically, nostalgia, you just loop back 20 years and collect one thing. We're going to talk about survivalist young adult literature too, because that's where this goes. That's where all of our minds go. Survival after this break. I did not grow up reading Archie, so I... Alex, I, how are you not going to be an Archie fan? Come on. I'm not not an Archie fan, because I... Re- I mean, look, I did read it because it was around, and it was like my sister read it, so I would read anything that was a comic, and so I would read Archie. I guess, like, you know, I, I was a superhero guy. This was always... I took the very surface uh, interpretation of it. Archie is kind of just like X-Men in the way that it's mostly just built around love triangles. Yes, uh, Archie is, but he's like Cyclops. Like there's very much, there, he's, uh, all of these women are into him for reasons you can't really necessarily understand. Like I, that's the weird part of Archie. I think the weird part of Archie for me is that like both Betty and Veronica were like clawing at each other to get well, to this dork. That makes sense to me. I mean, Archie kind of is a hard character to wrap your head around because he's based on a Mickey Rooney character from the 1930s, Andy, Andy Hardy. The all-American oh, yeah. teenager. So he's kind of like probably drawn to look like Mickey Rooney, which is a little bit why it's like very weird to see him as like sexy Archie in the right. TV show because you mean, conceptualize him as a goof. Mickey Rooney was like famously well hung though. That's well, that was, like, like, yeah. Archie <laughs> also had, Archie got a big dick. There's that moment. Archie got hot. They do talk about that a it's lot. A, yeah, it's a lot. It's like Jughead wants a burger. Uh, Moose plays football. Archie's slinging large meat. <laughs> Does Jughead even eat in this show? It was crazy. He wasn't eating a burger, but I'm very excited that the actor Cole Sprouse, who plays Jughead, who I believe is one of the babies from Big Daddy. He's well, yes, he's a twin. He was a twin. He was a yeah, child twin child actor, actor twin. twin. Like uh, there's. He has announced that they are going to keep Jughead canon asexual. That was what I was wondering about. Which I'm stoked about because that they brought that like doesn't don't they bring that to the surface in like the Chip Zdarsky? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it kind of like, comes up all the time. It's like, it, like you. that's why it comes up in Chasing Amy about, like, our Jughead and Archie fucking, because it's like, well, Jughead isn't trying to fuck Betty or Veronica like everybody else in the comics. He's just zen. He just it. wants to eat hamburgers and hang out with his dog. Right, and they can't make him, the thing is, like, the, the direction, the natural direction to take it would be, oh, he loves eating hamburgers. Like, you, you you have to, like, when you're rebooting him, I imagine you have to keep it out of that shaggy lane, you know? You right. don't want it to oh, go to, like, a... oh, you know why he's eating all those hamburgers, why he's so right. hungry. Like It kind of yeah. went to, like, Maynard G. Krebs, which yeah. I was down for. I'm, I'm surprised, that. given how they heightened everything else in the show, that he doesn't fuck hamburgers. <laughs> that feels like every other character got taken to that direction. Well, that's what's uh, that's what Jughead is the center of the Archie universe because everybody else is so horny and he's just kind of like a zen, untouched by puberty. Right. He just wants to hang because he got that saltpeter in his hamburgers. <laughs> that's pop tates is all. It's, it's, it's paraquat. For- <laughs> I just that, so so what you're saying is there's going to be some like 
make your eyes roll out of your head monologue about asexuality at some point. Oh, I'm sorry, that's yeah. unfair. It'll be cool and an interesting thing to see, but the way they frame every other topic, it's going to be the most heavy-handed. But shit. I just like that they didn't go for like sexy Jughead too. That they weren't like, oh, also Jughead's hot. They were like, no, Archie and Reggie are hot, and then Jughead is like your friend who hangs out. I feel like they play it like he had a crush on Archie actually in, well, the, in the final scene. Who knows? They just had a falling out as friends, as best friends, based on something we don't know yet. So what the fuck has Archie been doing? He's jalopy, jalopy related yeah. activities. Yeah. That's maybe the part I related the most to about Archie is the idea that you have to like borrow the car on the weekends. That was oh, my life. I love the part where he was constantly trying to get sponsors on the jalopy in the comics. <laughs> like what an insane thing to, to just like, I, I couldn't even understand the concept of marketing as a child. And I frankly still can't. Um, but just imagining getting a Poopsie Cola logo on the side of your car for cash. Well, he, it's wild. also, again, it's like this real 1930s, like the jalopy with like the foxtail on, on a yeah. pole, you know? Right. Like there's things like a he would have like a raccoon coat. Yeah. It's very <laughs> of a specific oh, time. Oh, God. It's going to be a thing where he has that exact same car, but it turns out he's just like a Ryan Gosling and La La Land hipster. It's retro, yeah. He's like maintaining this fucking like Model T for like 80 grand a year. Fucking Archie. <laughs> Did you guys read the Hardy Boys? That's the closest I came to no. Archie was Hell reading like yeah. all the Hardy Boys. I didn't as, read like, Hardy a, Boys a first or grader. Nancy Drew for some reason. How are you not going to read Nancy? You are, know. you literally are Nancy That's Drew, That's the nicest Molly. thing anyone's ever said. You know, you really are ex- precisely Nancy Drew. It's insane. Um, you're, you're like a Cam Jansen more I see you that way. I, who's Cam Jansen? Cam Jansen like take is like has a photographic memory. <gasps> oh, I love her. She's like Encyclopedia her. Brown but right. visually. She can like see I she know what you're talking it, about. She's the one that says click. Yeah, so she yeah. takes a mental picture of things. Yeah. Like it, now she would just have a phone like in the reboot she'd be like <laughs> Yeah. But that's that's more I think the direction cuz Nancy Drew's like more of like I feel like more of a Betty kind of character more of a square i feel like you know that's that's the that's, direction that's very know. nice she gets, it gets racier in the there was a hardy boys <sighs> nancy drew crossover on a cruise ship <laughs> that i read oh yeah did you guys fuck with sweet valley high probably not hell yeah dude did you not one book Damn came it. into my house that didn't get read oh cool full stop because i was gonna say like i didn't read the babysitter's club because i was like i'm a baby i'm not taking yeah. care of babies that <laughs> sounds boring and wholesome babysitting babies yeah they, they don't yeah they, it's like already a weird thing to just start your own freelance business as a babysitter Can you imagine making some weird corporation with four friends <laughs> terrible bunch of young terrible. startup ass it's already hard enough to get three or four, depending on whether we uh, acknowledge Mukta's existence on air. It's hard enough to get th- three or four people into a room for a goddamn podcast yeah, man. in the morning. You're going to fucking have a treasurer the for your babysitter's corporation. Boxcar children. Oh, I love the boxcar children. Me too, children. me too. I'm going to make a knife from a rusty can lid. <laughs> Every child's dream. <laughs> Is that the premise of the boxcar children? Yeah, they're like, it's like survivalists. It's, like, it's basically like the it's the the gateway drug. To my side of the mountain, mm. which is the gateway drug to that Emil Hirsch movie that I didn't see. Oh yeah, no, I'm start. We're starting to do that. Like my daughter is like almost ready to for like uh, the Falcon. That's the Falcon one, right? Like I've you're the, yeah, you're the, the kid who has like makes his own buckskin yeah. like outfits and like is basically Jeremiah Johnson as like an <laughs> eighth grader. Do you ever read Hatchet? No. Yeah, Hatchet's in there. I looked to- up the guy who wrote Hatchet because I was wondering for some reason about. I think his name's Gary Paulson. 
I looked up Hatchet and it was like, this guy's a crazy survivalist army veteran. And I was like, oh, that's why he wrote a whole book about how to survive in the woods with nothing. But that's what we need. I feel like I feel like the one thing we're not like we're not preparing our kids for the way that we were prepared. We're like, I don't think kids today read as many books about surviving during the depression. (laughs) And I think it's actually important because I I legit feel like it's possible that like my daughter could be in a journey of Natty Gan situation within the like next eight, four to eight years. Be sure to tell her that as you tuck her in at night. Just like, (laughs) Stay, learn how to make a shift. I'm yeah. absolutely need to become one of those dads who's like, you're going to learn to fight. <laughs> yeah. like, that's what I really, you're going to I highly recommend to, like, it. We should get the children's fight club going. Yeah. Uh, anytime. It's definitely fight club. Uh, I'm going to be like cable. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Riverdale and Archie some more after this break. Well, what I was going to say is, like, a lot of superhero comics end up going into, like, the mundane lives of the alter egos, which I love when they do. But also, Archie, like, got real weird. Like, Archie goes to space. There's Archie's Weird Mysteries. Yeah. Um, There was, like, a Cthulhu in Archie's Weird Mysteries recently, I think. There's a lot of, like... Wait, can I I actually bring up the spoiler from Riverdale that is the grossest? He fucks Miss Grundy. Yeah, Miss Grundy is hot now. Hot Miss Grundy. That was ripped straight from Dawson's Creek, is what I was going to say. That right, was the right, right. big Dawson's Creek. Wait, is there a, a statutory rape in Dawson's Pacey, yeah, right? Pacey. Oh, Pacey and a hot teacher. I remember reading the Entertainment Weekly article that was like the preview, the TV preview about this new show, Dawson's Creek, coming out. And it was all about that. It was all like one of the teenagers is having sex with a teacher ripped from the headlines. Oh, it's like a crazy Lord. pushing the boundaries show. Um, and I remembered, I was like, oh, yeah, it was very, like, racy at the time. And then when I watched it, I thought it was going to be not racy. But then Joey asks Jen if she's a size queen. And I was like, this show is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're all, like, a bunch of virgins just talking about sex all the time. Oh. And I it, just, is it, okay, here's my question about teen shows because I clearly haven't watched enough of them, is that, is it less, I mean, obviously, look, we, for some reason as a society, have decided that it's fine when a underage man sleeps with a hot teacher, hot female teacher, blah, blah, blah. That's fucked up. But is it less fucked up when the actor playing the quote-unquote sophomore in high school is, like, clearly, like, 28? Yeah, for sure it feels less fucked up because, first of all, Pacey looks so young in the Dawson's Creek pilot. He's, like, such a baby with a bowl cut. I couldn't believe it. And the actress who plays the teacher looks, like, so, like, a hot MILF from a Cinemax movie. Right. It does feel kind of weird. And on Riverdale, it's a little less weird because they seem kind of the same age. They look straight up the same But also when you see, like, Mary Kay Letourneau and that kid, you're like, that's a fucking kid. Yeah. It's a child. Yeah. Um, I was going to say what I always thought was very accurate about the Betty Veronica Archie love triangle is that Archie sort of doesn't matter that much. It's sort of just about like you and your best friend who you love, but you're also competitive with fighting over something that you both want that you only want because the other person wants it. But the important relationship is really between the two of you. Yeah. And that's what's defining you. And that's what makes Betty and Veronica sort of great is that they're like very they're not just enemies and they're not just friends. They're in this weird in-between zone. And I thought they did a good job on the show of sort of making Veronica likable. I thought Veronica was great. I thought she was kind of the best one. Um, 
because they made Cheryl Blossom just like the super bitch, which I also was fine with. Whoa. There's not a lot of solidarity. Ginger solidarity. Saying. No, there's solidarity okay. with gingers being super bitches on TV shows. <laughs> Either the super bitch or the hero. I like that there's that moment when Veronica's like, can't we break out of these tired dichotomies? It's like, it's another like meta moment, obviously. But like, you know, jock, artist, all these things. Can't we be everything in a post James Franco world? Oh, yeah. Well, that oh. was one of the lines that I was like, I swear to God, Dawson's Creek had things just like that from the time. Right. They go. You just told me that they go see Waiting for Guffman. They go see Waiting for Guffman. They go see a movie in the marquee. Is wait, That's the movie that, Pace, that the hot teacher is like, oh, I'm going to see a movie tonight. And Pacey's like, oh, really? Maybe we're all going to be there, too. Yeah. It's called Waiting for Guffman. It's it's It seems funny. <laughs> it's in the form um, of funny. Also, Dawson, who is so annoying that he made Archie seem cool in comparison, um, is... Well, also on Dawson's Creek, it's like there's a lot of people being like, Dawson got hot over the summer, you know, <laughs> which was a real thing that happens in high school where somebody comes back and they're like tall all of a sudden. But like, I remember him being kind of like a bundle of Old Navy sweaters. He like, is a bundle of Old Navy sweaters. Also, everything Joey wears is like taking me to some weird Abercrombie mind hole. Right. Um, That's just fashion. Which you know, love. it's like Joey and Dawson just kind of suck and Pacey and Jen are really cool and I always wanted them to get together and they never were allowed to even though they were both eventually the only sexually active ones. Um, there's all this stuff about Jen getting there from New York and they're like, oh, she was a fast girl in the big city, which is also Veronica. There's a lot of like, oh, you came from the city. We all know what city girls are like. <laughs> Well, <laughs> except for there's nothing. I mean, to me, I was like, I was like, oh, how are we going to talk about this show in like the political way? And it's like, there's always the other part of this this type of show. It's like the corrupting influence of the city, you know. And usually, it's personified by someone. In this case, it'd be Veronica. But also, this is just like, yeah, these people have Twitter and they fucking talk. You know, it's just like, uh, it, it, it's a way like a manifestation of the fears of like, oh, society's creeping in. But don't you think it's also like it's a, the town. small town is just as corrupt. Right. It's the blue velvet thing where it's, it's yeah, like actually these people are all fucking each yeah. other in inappropriate well, ways. Yeah. And, it all yeah. comes from Peyton Place, which was like your first big nighttime soap. Which is a crazy book, by the way. Yeah, which if, is a crazy book. Like you read that as a kid, like, oh, this is a banned book. This is like probably like it's like and it's not sexy at all. It's just weird. And right. Like, it's about like, like, isn't it like you find out that there's incest or somebody buried a child or something. Yes. And yes, there's all of yes. that. There's like, there's literally like, there's a part in Peyton place. Like I'm almost positive just cause it like scarred, like where it's literally like a kid dies from like his mom giving him too many enemas. Like it's far out. That's Read what I'm place. Small town. Small right. towns. And who again, knows? Just like that weird repressed, like you're like, oh, this is like, no one's even allowed to talk about how <laughs> fucked up this was at the time, which makes it crazy. Right. I guess that's right. That's the actual thing about teen shows is that they can be scolds for whichever side of this argument. You, if you're in a small town and you think the city's scary, you see that. If you're in a city and you think people in small towns are hypocrites about how pure they are, you see that. Perfect television. I liked Betty on Adderall too. I was that was one of the moments where I was like, I, was I think I like this show. I thought Betty was like through ninety nine percent of it. I thought she was a uh, Micah Monroe from It Follows, and it shook me to my core when I was like, she's not? Uh, it kind the of... same face. You got the same <laughs> face. Yeah, I thought she was good. I thought everybody was good. Uh, not enough hot Reggie. No. I Hot Reggie. Look, I will just say this. There's an argument 
that Riverdale does a thing where there's a lot of superficial diversity, but no real diversity of the main characters. They basically took any, they were like, okay, who doesn't matter? They'll not be white. That's not true. Veronica's Latina. Yeah, okay. But, is that established? Is that canon? In yeah. The, uh, it's not, canon, but it's, it's not canon like in a the show. Um, you know, like. Her just, name is still Veronica Lodge, and she doesn't do any. Her dad's name is still Hiram. Her yeah. dad is Bernie Madoff. Yeah. Um, I, again, I think just because things are so bad in the world, I was like, man, at in least they're fucking trying, like a little bit, you know? <laughs> like maybe I'm just like, hey, look, like at least they didn't just give up. Uh, and say let's not let's not make any of the characters. Oh right, not right. white. Also, I liked it because it made me be like, oh, Riverdale's in California. Oh yeah, it's in a weird part of California. I Wait, mean, okay. it's not. It's like in the ether. Here's my question: Do we have to watch any more Riverdale? You don't have to, but I think I will. So we All can right. just check in with me. In we'll check in with me about Riverdale. Check in with you about how to punch people out. I'm riding this jalopy till the wheels fall off. <laughs> Perfect. Which is going to be soon, but I don't I don't care. Thank you everybody. Thanks Andrew T. Thank you. Thank you of course. My Lambert. Thanks Alex for coming to the show that kind of bears your name. See ya. Peace. This episode of North Mollywood was produced by Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, Kasia Mihailovic, and James T. Green for the MTV Podcast Network with additional engineering by Little Everywhere. You can subscribe to this and all of our other shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you find your favorite podcasts.